is the greatest love story. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe we could just talk to him just now. Maybe you have a need that you'd like to say, I would like for him to pass by my way. My way. And I would like to give thanksgiving for what he has done on this campground. Hallelujah. Almighty God, we give you glory. You are the worthy one, Father. And we thank you, Father, that we can stand here today. We ask you that, Lord, that you would give us grace. Lord, this is your people. This is all your plan. Lord, I just ask you now that you would come. Take every moment that has happened at this camp. It's been your plan. It's been your mind and your achievement. I pray that you would just bless every person and every effort that has went forth. Lord, from the ones that was the help behind the scenes. Oh God, would you stretch forth your hand of mercy and strengthen them today. And every counselor, every cook, Lord, every maintenance man, the ministry that is here. May you strengthen us today. And Father, it's very apparent that our bodies are wore a bit. My voice is tired. But God, you're the one that does the work. And we ask you now as we come to this last service, we dedicate it to you. And we ask you that you'd help us with this. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Have you enjoyed it? I'd like to just share a scripture with you and then I want to share something special for you. In just a moment. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. This morning I would like to speak to you on driven. Driven. God deposited something on the inside of you that has life within itself. And it actually drives itself. It has a life that will drive itself. And I'd like to speak about that just a bit if I could. If the Lord would give me strength just now. Now this is Jesus to his disciples and now to you. And after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thou art the kingdom, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You may be seated.
God knows what He has deposited here today. He knows where we're going to go from, to, and what He's placed on the inside of us. Ten years ago, I stood in this platform and I began to speak. I'd like to just, sometimes, sometimes we just like to take a moment back and see where we were and where we are and then what God is projecting. Some of you say, well, I've never seen a miracle or I've never seen predestination at work or God commissioning at work. And I'm too young. I, I'm too young to step into something like that. Okay. I believe we've got a pretty good example for you today. Could we, could we share that just now? Amen. I'm going to finish with this tonight. I'm going to quit. Can you imagine? Before even time, you start assembling an army of demons. You're cast into the earth. You spend 6,000 years banding and training and Talking about warfare and positioning, anchoring against the bride. Stay right there. <laughs> and then it, the seals are released, and you get two hundred thousand more at your disposal. Loose from the river Euphrates, and all hell. It's turned against that guy. Do you realize how terrified he is of you?
Because it's just any time he could drop a bomb. singing, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. Forgive me. I get excited. We shall rejoice. We shall rejoice. Have me glad in it. Have me glad in it. Oh, this is the day that the Lord has made. And demons in another dimension start shaking. Why, Brother Ron? He has authority. That little guy right there has atomic power. Right in his vocal cords. Brother Ron, you're nuts. I got kids in the kindergarten that stand up and says, a teacher one day asked, says, he said, he said, uh, he asked him some question like, do you know what the first sin was? He stood up and he said, yes. <laughs> he said it was sex. <laughs> Not exactly what she was looking for. Listen, these guys don't have to wait till they get old. There's something that's anchored in their hearts. They're going to go from this age to full maturity. I know it's unfair you won't get your driver's license, but you won't need it. Michael. And that went just like that. How many of you were here in that tent 
Oh, yeah. Sometimes we think, well, that was just an example. Did it come true? Did it come true? I'd say, yes, it did. I'd say, absolutely, yes, it did. Brother Branham uses the term, he said, what we choose today, what we have made decisions about today, is where we'll be five years from now. Where will we be ten years from now? Hallelujah. Brother Branham uses, uh, shares with us a, not only a prophecy that was interpreted, but it was also the mind of God. You have read it thousands of times, but I want to share it with you. Because thou hast chosen the narrow path, the harder way, thou hast walked in your own choosing. Thou hast picked the, the correct and precise decision, and it is my way. Because of this momentous decision, a huge portion of heaven will await thee. What a glorious decision thou hast made. This in, in itself is that which will give and make to come to pass the tremendous victory in the love divine. I cannot imagine what it felt like for our prophet getting toward the twilight of his years and knowing the end of his messages winding up. Brother Ernie, for God to speak those words to him. Not just words of prophecy, but words of reality. There are some words that we want to hear. Words from God Himself. Well done. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I enjoy hearing your applause and I enjoy hearing your amens. But there's something in my heart. That there's a finish line. There's a finish line coming and I want to hear him say, well done. But to get there, there's much strength and energy that's got to be exhausted. There's a vision that God puts in us. A drive that God puts in us. A zeal. A burden. And it must be accomplished. You see, there's light inside of that seed and it's got to be expressed. Every generation, you have, you have watched this week. I have a father at home that believes this message with all of its, his heart. I have a father-in-law that's in another dimension that preached this message for decades with all of his heart. I have I've had the privilege to speak this message and believe it with all of my heart. 
and to watch my son speak it. I have another son at home that's speaking for our church tonight. But to watch Andrew speak here on this platform, this is not generational hand-me-down. This isn't something that succeeds one another. It is God that calls. It is God that allots. It is God that places the gift. It is God that puts the seed where it is and what it's going to do. If you can look back a few years and listen to 1963 and listen to sermons like it is the rising of the sun, it was talking about your pastor. Your pastor's name was mentioned there. And here we are many years later, and we're all benefited by the zeal, the determination, the drive, the accomplishment, the purpose. Sure, there will be detractors, and sure, there will be critics, because we've all got to go through God's Hall of Fame. But let me just say this to you. I can't say it like someone else can say it, but Brother Ed Biscoe, well done. Sitting somewhere in the day today, behind every great man is a great woman. And I can't pick her out with my eye, but I would say a queen of the earth, whom I have more respect for than all of London and definitely all of America. And I don't want to offend anybody in Canada, but we have a queen sitting among us. God bless you, Sister Biscoff. I'll be leaving quickly in a car afterwards and they won't be able to whip me. Jesus turns to his disciples in Luke chapter 9 in verse 23 and he said unto them all, If any man will come after me and let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me, and whosoever will save his life shall lose it, for whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be a castaway? I wouldn't trade the best piece of property in Washington or in Canada or America. The best house, the best castle, the best job for this eternal life that He has allowed me to live on this side. I wouldn't exchange anything, any relationship for what God has allowed me to share on this life. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed, when he shall come into his own glory and in his fathers of the, and of the holy angels. But I tell of you of a truth, that there be some standing here that shall not taste of death, Till they see the kingdom of God. Second Timothy chapter 4 
And verse 1, the Apostle Paul is realizing he's coming to the end of his course. And he's now going to share some words. He said, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the, the quick and the dead at his appearing and at his kingdom. Preach the word. Listen, that's more than just to be men sitting on the pulpit. Ladies, you are the fifth gospel in your home. Are you with me? I mean to say most of God's work is to be lived. I'm not a preacher. That doesn't make you exempt. I'm not a singer. That doesn't make you exempt. Sometimes it's a broom. Sometimes it's a shovel. Sometimes it's to be the tape man. Sometimes it's to be this guy and that guy. And just to put your hands to the plow and do it with everything that's within you. God don't want a half-hearted, half-committed. Are you with me now? So many times our marriages struggle because we're half-committed. Our children see us half-committed. And you suffer from that. You suffer from that. God wants our whole heart. He wants our whole heart. When Jesus turns around and tells his disciples, Take up your cross and follow me. No doubt he could realize if he could. I don't know what particular God showed him at this point. But these men standing in this circle that had left family, they had left home, they had left occupation. They had left incredible things in their lives, but they dropped it all to follow Jesus Christ. Something on the inside of them had responded. And all but one would give their life for Jesus Christ by martyrdom. Some of their heads would be drugged through the street. But they were not ashamed. Peter would say, I, I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Lord. Turn me upside down. Think of the price. Think of the cost. Your cross. And you're driven to it. You're driven to it. Your passion. You have determined, I'll not let nothing get between me and God. Could I just say this in this tent this morning? Young people, don't let nothing get between you and God. Can you echo that with an amen? I'm not going to let nothing get between me and God. Nothing. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Oh, that we can live a life of no regret. Oh, that we can look back in our life and at every juncture of our life, we've given our all. Well, how can we do that? 
Maybe you haven't done it in the past, but what about today? Starting from this journey, from this week, from this time. Maybe in the past, but God's calling you. God's call to John, come up hither. And he beckoned him to pull him to another realm. Come and see. Today is your turn to allow God to reach into your lives. Brick masons, carpenters, electricians. Come on, church. Whatever it is. Whatever it is in life. Well, Brother Ron, I don't see myself doing anything. But you deposit tithes and you deposit offerings. And it goes toward the kingdom of God. And men go overseas. And men hand out tracts. And men hand out books. And men preach the gospel with all their hearts. And you're a part of that. Are you with me? Whatever it is, put your whole heart behind it. I'm with you. In the Olympics, we all want to see the guy that finishes and he gets the gold around him. But let me just say, he didn't start there. He didn't start there. There was an incredible amount of training that went on to get him where he's at. Something on the inside of him began to swell up that he could run or he could swim or he could jump. Something on the inside of him caused him to go above and beyond and above and beyond and above and beyond. There ought to be something on the inside of you from glory to glory, from glory to glory, from glory to glory. He's changing me. I have thought a good fact. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Brother Ron, but I'd like to see this one and that one. What about you? Oh, if this one would have only done something different. Oh, if that one, if you know, I've I'm, I'm got my eye on this one or that one. If they would do it, I would do it. What about you? What about you? What about your turn? God wants to use you. No, I don't know what it's for. But God wants to use you. God's determined to have a voice. And He chose you to be that voice. Your hands. Look at your hands. Hello. Look at your hands. Your feet. He wants to use your amen. He wants to hear your voice coming through the blood. He's determined there's two in the bed. One will be taken. I'm determined to be one. Two in the field. I'm determined to be the one that's taken. Two at the mill working. I'm determined to be the one that catches a revelation of the rapture of this day. I'm determined. He's put something on the inside of me that responds to the word of the hour. And I'm determined to give it my all. 
Thank you for your work. Thank you for your encouragement. Sometimes, sitting in the stands are people that are encouragers. And if we're not careful, we'll, we'll get the point to where that let somebody else do it. Well, just let somebody else do it. You know, let somebody else go do that. But what about you? What about you? What are you doing? I want to challenge you today when you go look in the mirror. Ask that man in the mirror, what are you doing? And take all the excuses that you've been giving yourself and throw them in the trash can. Ball them up and say, I'm done with my excuses. I'm done with my excuses. If I've got 10 years left in life, if I've got 20 years left in life, if I've got 80 years left in life, I want to serve God with everything that's within me. Brother Ron, is that a pet talk? Well, if you want to take it however you want to take it. I want to encourage you today. Run. Run. Others have ran. It's your turn to run. We're not waiting on somebody else to run. It's your turn. The seed that's inside of you doesn't have to be pumped up and primed up. And it doesn't have to be all the time, you know, get yourself moving. Let that life live and pulsate on the inside of your life. Paul said it, and I read it earlier this week, but I felt it imperative to read it today. I press Toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press. Brother Randall said the church is not recognized today. Like Israel back in the promised land. She don't know how she got back there. She was just automatically put by there. Why? National force has put her in her place. I'm going to say something. National force will put Israel in her homeland. National force will put the church in the world council of churches. But the power of God will put the people in the bride. The world forces this way and the world forces that way. But God forces upward. The Spirit of God, which is the Word of God, my Word is Spirit and life, will put the bride in her place because she'll recognize her position in the Word. And she's in Christ. will put her in her place. No national force will do it. But the national force will drive Israel to her homeland. National forces will, will the church of the, the, the council of churches will drive every organization into it. But the power of God will raise the bride into glory out of it. Oh, people, recognize your day. Jesus has warned you the sign of Sodom and the church's condition of this day. Glory be to God. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, 
when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. As he declared to his servants, the prophets, and the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel that said unto me, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up. What does this message say for me? What does this message say for me? Don't just take the preacher's words for it. Eat the book. Spend your time eating the book. Stay in the book. Let the book live out of you. To him that overcometh. I trust in Laodicea of the darkest age that there's ever been. There will be people that will be the final voice to the final age. There will be final runners. There will be a bride. There will be overcomers of this age. We will have to wrestle with the conditions of Laodicea. And you by now know every one of them that are, that are against you. But God has built you to overcome. You have sat shoulder to shoulder and you have, maybe you never knew that person's name before this week, but you've sat shoulder to shoulder beside of people that are built to overcome this age. Come on church. You're, you're beside one another. Encourage one another. Strengthen for one another. Pray for one another. We're built to overcome this age. We're eagles. The scripture bears out and it begins to say this and forgive me for my redundancy that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. For verily I say unto you till heaven and earth one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass away until the law till it might be fulfilled. Matthew 8 and 17 that it was might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. That it might be fulfilled in Matthew 12, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. In Matthew 13, and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which said, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. In, in verse 35, that it might be fulfilled. Matthew 21, verse 4, all of this was done, that it might be fulfilled. In, in, in 24, verse 34, Verily I say unto you, Now he's talking about you, This generation shall not pass. Till all things, All things, Be fulfilled. God is determined. God is determined. Did you watch? Ten years ago? Boom. That's like a second to God. <laughs> That's like a millisecond to God. 
And look where we are today. But in that space, many have fulfilled Judas. And even Jesus told Judas, what you do, do quickly. And you say, well, why did they run away? And why did they scorn? And why did they mock? And why are they determined to destroy us? They had to fulfill Scripture. Are you with me? I'm just going to preach to you my heart here for just a bit. They had to fulfill Scripture. But you're going to fulfill Scripture. You're going to fulfill Scripture. The overcomers of this day, you'll put this dress on and it fits. It was more than a story, Brother Branham, talking about the armor and company son and that little girl receiving the, the, the man at the corral and he kissed her on the cheek and said, I'll come back for you in a year. And she testified for a year and she got herself ready. And let me just say this to you, her heart was burdened with zeal. I'm going to be his wife. Yes, sir. That's it. What he deposited inside of her was a promise. I'm coming back for you. God has determined and deposited on the inside of you a promise. Let them sit on the porch and laugh and make fun of you. Just stand there in the dress. Somewhere in the Hollywood world, they come up with a with a saying: "Say yes to the dress." Well, they stole that from us. <laughs> We said yes to this dress. We said yes to this dress. And this dress fits very well. This dress fits very well. I've never said that from the pulpit. Hope I don't get in trouble. It fits. God's in his dress wear. The fivefold ministry. And service after service, we were encouraged and we were strengthened and we were cut and we were pricked in our heart and we responded. What should we do? I'm thrilled to hear there's some young people that says, what can I do? I want to repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. And then the promise is that I will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. We are fulfilling Scripture today. What's going on in Uganda? It's the book of Acts. What's going on in China? It's the book of Acts. What's going on in Cloverdale? What's going on at Mount Baker Camp? What's going on in Elton, Virginia? It's the book of Acts. 
It's Him that is among us. It's Him that's at our homes. Yes, He is coming, but He has come. And He wants to live in your life. It's more than a quote. It's a life. It's a life. More than a quote, we're bone of his bone. Life of his life. Power of his power. Spirit of his spirit. We're the veiled flesh that God wants to dwell inside of. If you could only get beyond yourself in a day of selfishness and a day of personal ambition. I'm not going to be much longer, I think. I touched on something last night that's mind-blowing. How can... The scripture just blows my mind. How could people come to a meeting where the resurrection was at and the one that called the resurrection forth and the resurrected Lazarus be in the same room and yet they would want to kill him? It's the same spirit of this modern church. Brother Branham called out against it over and over and over again that the modern church is producing stillborn children. And Brother Branham said where there was no emotion, there's no life. This ain't a good morning to get quiet. Where there's no emotion, there's no life. Brother Ron, you don't know what I did 40 years ago, or you don't know what I did 10 years ago. What about now? We bury people that have no life. And many people sit in services with their arms crossed. Because of what they did years ago, sit there with no revival in their lives. Well, I hope the kids get it. What about you? What are you doing with this word? What are you doing? What are you doing with this? I'll tell you what you're doing. I can see it by your children. Your children are half-hearted just like you are. The reason they have no burden, you have no burden. Let's tear down chains today. Brother Ron, I just recycle. I just keep recycling. I go from one revival to another revival and I keep falling into problems over and over again. Get up! Get up! Get up! Get yourself out of the way. Lay your problems down. 
and commit your life to Jesus Christ like never before. I told my family there is no coattail religion. There is no coattail religion. You can't hang on my experience. You have to have your own. So many times we let things get by because you've just sat in a pew for 30 years. But really what you did is you sat in the pew. Came to the dress code. Came to the doctrine order, but you don't have life. Can I call out to you today? Can I call out to you today? Listen, I've done preach this way too long now. Listen, I've seen moms and dads that walked to the altar after years and they look like pillars and they looked at me and said, I gotta have more. I've been allowed to just get time booked against me and time and I've sat here and I put effort forth, but I need a fresh experience with, with the word. Brother Branham said we need to bring Jesus Christ a fresh drink of Pentecostal water. Don't label me Pentecostal. Don't label me with some of your, your labels that you'd like to label with me right now. Let me just say this to you. It's you that needs to bring God a fresh drink. Not some redundant prayer that you prayed over and over again or haven't listened to a tape in forever. I challenge you in the name of the Lord. Shake yourself. Now is your opportunity. Run. Run! Men like John Wesley preached 88,000 sermons. Men like Peter Cartwright baptized 12,000 people. Are you with me? Men translated the Bible 42 different languages. When I was in, in China with Brother Murphy Wong, my heart swelled because Murphy Wong is my friend. But he's given his life. Somewhere or another he was like you. And he said, I want to give my life. Where's Murphy's children now? Could you stand now? Could you stand? your turn. It's your turn. Where's Jason? Jason. It's your turn. Where's Silas? Silas. I'm just about done now. Come here, sons. It's your turn. 
church. The stage is too small or I'd have you come. Stay right there. From Chile? Ooh, what a good-looking boy. <laughs> it's your turn. Amen. It's your turn. Amen. It's your turn. Amen. Starting today, I can see it all over you. You being baptized today? But you're starting your journey today? Today, it's your turn. Amen. Hallelujah. I like a bow tie too. It's your turn. How old are you? Thirteen. Thirteen. It's your turn. But that's boys. Oh, well, good. I'm glad you asked. How old are you? It's your turn. How old are you? Twelve. It's your turn. God wants you. A model? He wants a model of Christianity. And he said, I'll have her. What's your name? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. I got some Aaliyahs in my life. I want Aaliyah to represent me. More than a quote, more than a tape, more than a picture on the wall. But I want an Aaliyah to represent me. Could you stand? You have stood. And I'm not going to ask you how old you are. <laughs> it's your turn. It's your turn. Yes, You be the light in the darkness. Is that not what was said to you? Is that not what was said to you? You be the light in the darkness. And she found her turn. Give the Lord a great big hand now.
I watched in China. People crawl from the back to the front. You can edit this if you like, but Brother Murphy said they knew. I said, what was the pull? He said, Brother Ron, they're willing to be arrested, but they so want to hear the Word of God. Take all of your excuses away and throw them. There's nothing more important than this Word. Your turn. Brother Ron, that's simple. It's not so simple for her. You be the light in the darkness. It's not so simple for Murphy Wong. It's not so simple for you, Brother Stephen. When you grab a hold of this word and you realize this word has eternal value to it. And this word will be your banker. It'll be your lawyer. It'll be your doctor. It'll be your marriage counselor. It'll be your God in the middle of a dark night. It'll be everything to you. Could we end this service with, I commit my life to this word. I totally commit my A sister to a sister, a brother to a brother. Could you just join one another's hand now? Right where you are. What a presence of God in this building. Noah committed his way to God. And God provided an ark. We commit our hands into you, Lord God. We commit our mind, our heart, our energies. I commit myself to you, O God. I surrender my all to you just now. Lord, I don't know particularly what lays in my future, but God, you are my everything. You are the breath that I breathe. You're the thoughts that I think. You're the songs that I sing. You're the words that I preach. You are my everything, dear God. Lord, I stand with these young people that are here today. Lord, ten years ago I stood with Michael. Ten years ago Michael Ray was here. Joel Ray was here. My son received the Holy Ghost in this meeting. Oh God, we celebrate this moment. You're the one that's done it all, Father. Young or old, we commit our life to you. We surrender our life to you. We give our all to you just now. We place it into your hands. Maybe it's someone just starting out. 
Lord, I pray that they just commit their life now. Father, forgive them of their sins. Let them walk anew and afresh. Oh, God, touch their lives this evening. In Jesus Christ's name. In Jesus Christ's name. In Jesus Christ's name. Driven. We're driven. David Mayer, we're driven. We're driven. To call your name right there. I'm driven. I'm driven. You call your name. You call your name. Now it's an exercise. You call your name. Ron Spencer, you're driven. Let me hear your voices. I refuse to quit. I refuse to go back. There's nothing to go back to. Heaven awaits. A new body awaits. All these former things will be passed away. I'm driven to it. I'm not a good singer, but could I sing this this morning? On the wings of a snow white dove. What a presence. It's just been on my heart. It's just been on my heart. Our journey. Our journey. We can look back and look where we are now. It's been God that's got us to this point. I can look back in my life. It's been all God. I owe my life to God. I owe the rest of my life to God. On the wings of snow. Could we stand and worship?
to me and Sister Joanne just wanted to reaffirm we just had a group of our people just make it across the line to be in the service right now I believe they deserve our appreciation People want to just come and be in the presence of God. We made it, and they struggled to be here just at the closing words of Brother Spencer's service. My prayer is, oh God, would you bless them? Would you pour out upon them that they couldn't even contain it? We thank you for your effort. We thank you for doing this. Just driving up to the last moments. It means something to me. And God bless you for it. And may the wings of a dove, may the presence of God fill you. Strengthen you. God can work in a supernatural realm that we know nothing of. We, we sat here and we basked in the presence of God. But he can just come right by your way. 
and give you everything we got. He can do that for you at this time. That, is that not humbling? That's what makes this little church special to me. Everybody doing their best. Giving their all. I would say to Brother Spencer, we are a driven church. And we will be driven if God should give us a few more days, weeks, months, or years. Driven to proclaim this gospel. Driven to get this message around the world. Look what it's done to us. If he can do it to me, he can do it to anybody. And may God raise up young men and young ladies to be driven. Ah, Brother Ron said, there's an expression saying yes to the dress. And if that is an expression that somebody's borrowed, they can have it. But I want you to know I've said yes to this dress a long time ago. God's given to the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, preachers, teachers. We're thankful for men of God that can stand and proclaim this message. We're thankful for everyone that has come in this camp. We can't possibly name everyone. And in doing that, of course, you miss someone. But my God that I serve knows everyone that put an effort to make this camp what it is. From the kitchen to the pre-planning to everything you've enjoyed. There's been brothers and sisters that have worked months to make this happen. And it would be, it would we'd be dilatory not to be able to thank those people, whether they be in the kitchen or the brother, brother David Walners and the sister Jana Wal- Walners that have worked behind the scenes, picking up your garbage. Listen, I have a hard time picking up my own garbage at home. And these brothers have picked up their garbage, all, your garbage around here. You say, well, that wasn't anything. I'll tell you, that was eternal. That was eternal. As Brother Spencer said, everybody has been doing their part. And from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank every counselor, sound people, video, all that work behind to make the junior camp happen and senior camp happen all I want to do is throw up my hands and say thank you Jesus thank you Lord you gave us another year a blessed time thank you for men of God that ministered the word of God and thank you for opening my heart and my ears to hear what the spirit would say I am more determined after this set of services to serve God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Are you young people going to leave it to somebody else or are you going to take up the torch? Are you going to take up the banner? Are you going to roll your stone away? 
Are you going to do something for God? Just any part, any part to play. God will use you. Because we've been prophesied to be a mighty army. So before we go, I want to remind the local church, there's no Wednesday service. Just to the sheer fact of breaking down everything and everybody getting their strength back. We'll be having church, of course, on the following Sunday. Can we just sing one little chorus? I pledge allegiance to this Lamb. I pledge
pool waiting there. And if those would like to linger and watch baptism, absolutely. The lunch is prepared for campers only, unfortunately. We'd love to have you all. Uh, if you've brought your picnics, that's wonderful. Stay on the grounds. Enjoy one another's company. And you're welcome to stay for this afternoon. And uh, I think that's all that we have to announce unless I miss it. Yes, of course. And of course, we want to leave a good testimony. We want our cabins clean. Every one of you, I know, I know you're, you'll do that. You've been faithful every year. We've been having kind comments that you leave it better than what you got it. And that's marvelous. Let's, let's keep that testimony. Keep that testimony high. And when we finish praying, I know it's disruptive to the presence of the Lord, but He'll go with us. If the brothers would just grab a chair and we'll put them, stack them outside where they're supposed to be and help the brothers here, we can get it done in just a matter of minutes. If you just grab a chair where you're at and we'll all be done. But I just thank you one more time. But I'm very special to you. I guess I've been involved for 30, 33 years of them. And every year you just say, oh, how can it ever get better? And it, and it just shows you it has to be God for it to escalate to the degree of where we're at today. I think by next year we must escalate into the very glories of God. If it's going the way that it's going, I can't see that we have another year. God bless you all. You know who you are. Dishwashers, sound, music, everyone. God will give you a crown. Let's bow our heads. Father, when it's all said and done, it's to God be the glory. When it's all said and done, Lord, we want you to receive the praise. We say to the sound people, or we say to the musicians, or we say to the kitchen staff, thank you. But really, Lord, it's the God in them that we thank. They've poured out their lives, and as your prophet taught us, living for others. It's true Christianity. And so, Father, I'm just praying that your grace will go with everyone that has traveled the distance from Saskatchewan to Alberta, all throughout the states, back to Europe. With the glory of God, go with every one of us, Lord. May your presence be near. May we not forget what we've heard. May the Holy Spirit bring back to our remembrance we have indeed marked the spot at this camp. God met me. So bless your children as they will go their separate ways and we'll have that closing part, Lord, with the young people having their lunch. We'll have the baptisms and we ask that you fill them with the Holy Ghost. Lord, let these young men and young ladies that will be baptized, may they be driven.
by the Spirit of God that shall descend. Go with us now. And we thank you for this time that we've had. It's been special. So we thank you for your special presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Greet one another. As you kindly greet one another. Just take your chair and take it out back. And the brothers will show you where to put them. God bless you.